Hello sons of God, welcome to today's teaching. I'm your host, Jocelyn Hild. And even as we are gathered here to learn of this good news, I pray that your eyes of understanding be enlightened. I pray that the word that you shall hear today shall give strength to you. I pray that, that you receive the knowledge of Christ that is as, as, as it is being given to you by the Spirit. I pray that your heart is ready to receive in Jesus name welcome so today I want us to look at the origin of sin you know if you've been following me on Facebook you must have noticed that it's been a season of teaching so much about sin because it is important that you understand what sin was and what happened to it we've been dealing with that and I believe you've all grasped and I also said if you have any question kindly feel free to write to me on my inbox and or even in the comments, always feel free to ask. Ask until you get it. So today I want us to look at it in a different way. And this was as requested by you. So we want to look at the origin of sin. You know, one thing you need to know is that sin was before Adam. It's very important that you know that. But until sin came to mankind, it was of no problem to God. Because God's plan of redemption, God's plans of salvation has always been for man. You remember in John chapter 3 when Jesus was talking to Nicodemus, he said, unless you are born of water and the spirit, you cannot inherit the kingdom of God. What did he mean? Being born of water was in connotation to the aspect of being born of a woman, being a human being. The redemption of Jesus, the sacrifice of Jesus is only for people, is only for mankind, not for Satan and the fallen spirits. That's why it is written that the Lamb of God was slain from the foundation of the world. Because God's plan has always been to have a relationship with man, to dominate the earth through men. So, let me take you to Genesis chapter 1, the very first scripture. You know, we always talk about, whenever we talk about the creation, what comes into our mind is just the earth. You talk of trees, you talk of mountains, you talk of what you can see. But we limit God because there is so much that God created. Not just the earth, not just what you can see. Let me read it for you. Genesis 1.1 says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. So most time when we talk of creation, our mind limits us to just the earth. Rarely will people think of the heavens. But you must know, just as there are things on earth, just as there are, there are inhabitants on earth, there are also inhabitants in the heavens. There are inhabitants in the heavenly realm. And all this... God created. Number one. Number two, let me prove, prove it to you again in Colossians chapter 1. Colossians chapter 1 verse 16. Very important scripture. I want you to pay attention as I read it. Colossians 1 16 says, I think this scripture will be able to open our eyes. It is written, for by him all things were created. Remember, when we talk about creation in Genesis, we remember that God made his creation by the word. He spoke it into existence. Now, in Colossians, we are learning that the word is Jesus, you know. It was through him that this creation was made. So, for by him, it means by Christ, you know, Jesus, the word of God. All things were created that are in heaven and are on earth, visible and invisible. Whenever we think of creation, first of all, we only think of earth and then we only think of visible. But we forget that there is another realm called heaven. And here there are things that God has created which are invisible to our carnal eyes. And then he says, whether thrones or dominions. Thrones, you know, in, in, in 
many times it is written in Romans, you know, and even many times when when we fellowship together as be believers, we say that it is only natural that you obey, you know, the laws of your country. Why? Because even powers and dominions are put into place by God. Let me tell you, God is so in control of this creation. He's so holding it together that even powers and dominions, both physically, you know, both in the earth and in heaven, they are put in place by him. Whenever you see dominions and powers, it means both in the heavenly realm and the natural realm. Then he says, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created through him and for him. All things were created for Jesus Christ and through him. You must always remember that. When I say all, I mean all, whether good or evil, whether visible or invisible, whether on earth or in heaven, whether beneath or below, all things were created for Jesus and through Jesus because he's the word of God. Now, we all know when God created the heaven and earth, on earth he placed man. So there is man on earth and the first man is called Adam. Just as God placed man on earth and everything that man needed, it is the same when God created the heavenly places. Then he also placed rulers and hosts and, do and dominions and powers in the same realm. Let me show you something again. Let's go together to Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6, very important scripture. I think most of the time we miss it out. It says, we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. I want you to post there. There is flesh and blood and there is something else that is beyond flesh and blood. We know flesh and blood is on earth. Remember I told you, God created the heavens and the earth. When we talk of the heavens and earth, we must rightly divide. The heavens is the invisible realm. The earth, you know, when I say heavens, I mean beyond the blue sky. There is the realm called the heavens. It is invisible. Then there is the earth. So it's here on earth that is flesh and blood. But what is in the heavenly places? Let's read and see. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Did you see that? So wickedness, evil, darkness belonged in the heavenly places, belonged to principalities and powers. It belonged to the creation that made God made in the heavenly places. When God created the heavens and then he created the earth, there was no wickedness on earth. There was because there was no any host of wickedness on earth. So there was only man and everything that he needed there. But then there was wickedness in the heavenly places. So this is where sin was. Sin was before Adam. Sin was being hosted by spiritual hosts of wickedness. All works of darkness were hosted there. John in let me read it for you in 1 John. In the very beginning, even before Adam was, sin was. Sorry, 1 John, 1 John chapter 3, I love how John says it. He says, he who sins, 1 John chapter 3 verse 8, that is, he who sins is of the devil. I think John is just trying to explain to us the identity of the devil. For the devil has sinned from the beginning. Did you hear that? He who sins is of the devil. 
because the devil sinned from the beginning. Even before man was, the devil was already sinning. Sin was already there and he was still, he was, he was sinning, he was still in it. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. What is the works of the devil? The works of the devil is sin. The works of the devil is wickedness. The works of the devil is, as we've seen in Ephesians 5, hosting wickedness and all manner of darkness. That was the works of the devil. And the Son of God was manifested to destroy these works. This scripture is very, very straightforward what God did to sin. The Son of God was manifested to destroy sin, to destroy wickedness, to destroy the power of the devil. So he was sinning from the beginning. Even in John 8, there is a place where Jesus says, you know, you are of, you are of your father, the devil, the murderer. He has been sinning from the beginning. Even before there was creation, even before, you know, before man was created, this devil was sinning. Sin was in him. Wickedness was in him. The only difference is it hadn't come to man. Sin was before Adam. Sin was hosted by spiritual host of wickedness. The serpent, the devil, he is among those heavenly places, principalities and power that hosted sin. But you see, sin could not be in man because the nature that man was created you know, the nature that man was when God created him had no corruption, had no sin, had no wickedness. And then now we come to learn something new. Let me show you something in Romans chapter 5. Now, there is sin in God's creation, but not in man. And then it is the very same word of God that says, Just a minute, let me read it for you. It is written in Romans 5.13, For until the law, sin was in the world, but sin is not imputed where there is no war. There is no law, sorry. So there was sin in the world, but sin could never be imputed in man unless there was a law. So there was sin in the serpent. There was sin in the Satan. There was sin in principalities. There was sin in the spiritual host of wickedness. But there was no sin in mankind. Why? Because until sin comes, you know, until a law is given, sin remains dead. So this is why now God, now this is where we see God giving a law to, to Adam, to the first man. We studied that in our last teaching on sin. We see God giving a law to Adam. So this is where now sin came. Remember, God is Alpha and Omega. He sees the end from the beginning. He knew even before creation that you know what? A time will come when a law, when the law will come and man will fall short. So that is why even the Lamb of God was slain before the foundation of the earth. So when the law came to Adam, what happened? He transgressed it. That's why we are told by John again in 1 John 3, 4 that sin is the transgression of the law. I want us to get it very clearly. Sin was a nature. Sin was hosted by spiritual host of wickedness. We have seen that. Sin was there. But sin was not in mankind. The mankind that God created the earth that God created was clean, was perfect, was, in, was not corrupted because it is sin that brought corruption. So when the law came, now there was an opportunity for sin to come to earth. There was an opportunity for sin to resurrect because it lay dead. There was an opportunity for man to be corrupt even though he wasn't at first. So there was an opportunity for man to gain an identity that he didn't have when God created him. So when the law came to, to Adam, 
of course he transgressed it and then what happened now let me show you something in john chapter 10 jesus says those who came before me are thieves for the thief come to kill to steal and to destroy so many times when we think of this you know when we think of this we say it is satan let me tell you it is not the, this scripture was not addressing satan satan did not come before jesus who came before jesus it was the law it was the law and the prophets so even without the law satan cannot steal or kill or destroy so jesus meant the law it is the law that came before jesus it is through the law that satan was able to kill to steal and to destroy that's why in first corinthians 15 from about verse 45 when paul explains about the victory he says you know the, the let me read it for you let me just read it for you it is very important that we understand what we are trying to say first corinthians first corinthians chapter 15 it's verse 50 something here it is i love this scripture in verse 55 when paul is celebrating the resurrection he says Oh death, where is your sting? Oh Hades, where is your victory? So the resurrection of Jesus was the defeat of death and it rendered the graves powerless. So grave has no power over anyone in Christ. Then he says, the sting of death is sin and the strength of sin is the law. So the coming of the law was the coming of sin. Why? Because through, and the coming of sin was the coming of death. Why? Because Satan rode through the law to kill, to steal, and to destroy. That's why when God gave the law to Adam, what happened? The serpent, the serpent who has always been in the heavenly places, the serpent who has always been in his dominion, the serpent who has always been where they were meant to be, now crosses border. He, he actually transgresses. He comes to mankind and he deceives man. And through this deception, man transgresses the law. Of course, he spoke to the, he spoke to, to Eve. But have you ever noticed in Romans, you know, and even in the entire scripture, it is said that sin came through Adam. Sin came through man. Sin has never been imputed on Eve. Even though it was Eve who was deceived, sin has never been, you know, been defined by her because the law was never given to Eve. God could never impute sin on Eve because he never gave a law to Eve. In fact, if you study Genesis chapter 2, you'll see that the law, that law, that command, that law of sin and death was given to Adam before Eve even existed. Because it's after Adam was given the command that he was put to sleep and Eve was gotten from, from him. So sin was imputed on Adam, the man Adam, because the law was given to him. Wherever there is law, there is sin, because man will always break the law. That's why when Jesus came, he fulfilled the law. For the wages of, of, of sin is death. So Jesus fulfilled the entire law by dying. He died a sin. So when the law was given to Adam, now the serpent transgresses. He leaves his position. He leaves his realm and comes to deceive man. And what happens? After deception, man rebels from God. So that, that is where corruption enters the earth. You know, the moment man corrupt, the moment man rebels against God, the entire creation rebels against God. Have you ever sat down and thought how Adam lived with Eve and all the animals? Remember, everything that God created, he, he put it to he brought it to Adam for Adam to name it. So it was Adam who saw this to be called a lion. It was Adam who said this should be called a snake. It was Adam who said this should be called an antelope or a, or a giraffe. It was Adam who said this should be the fish. So Adam always lived in communion, in peace with all this creation. 
But when rebellion came, when the law came, when sin entered, we see the entire creation rebelling against Adam. It was never the same. That's why you see all of a sudden Adam has children and they're killing each other. That's why it is written, you know, your father is a murderer. He has been seeding, he has been killing from the very beginning. You know, the, 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 the wickedness that was being hosted in the heavenly realm now enters to mankind through the law. Satan rode on the law. That's how sin came. So the fulfillment of the law by Jesus marked the end of sin. Hope you understand that. Sin was before Adam, but it took the law to, put, to bring the dead sin alive to Adam. Same way, it took the fulfillment of the same law to put the very sin to death. So where there is no law, there is no sin. And right now, the only thing God is offering to mankind is life. There is no law of God that you, you, that you can break unto sin. There is only the life of God that you can reject unto eternal death. That's why it is written in John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only begotten son, that whoever believes will not perish, but have eternal life. The only thing God has on offer is eternal life. Why? Because there is no more sin separating between man and God. The reason why the serpent transgressed, he left his dominion coming to man, was because he was malicious. It was malice. He never wanted for man to have the ability to live eternally. He wanted to corrupt man, to stop them from ever receiving eternal life. But he forgets that God, who sees the end from the beginning, had already provided a solution. That's why in Corinthians, Paul says, if they had known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. If the serpent, if the devil, if the spiritual host of wickedness knew that God had a redemption plan, they would never have sacrificed, they would never have sacrificed Jesus. Satan brings sin, then the same Satan enters men to kill Jesus, who has been made sin. So he, he brings sin and he literally kills sin. You understand? So sin was before Adam. It was, it was being hosted by spiritual hosts of wickedness. Then it took a law to bring the sin alive to mankind. Again, Jesus came as the last Adam. It took his fulfillment of the law to put to death the sin that was once alive. So right now we are living in a dispensation. We are living in a world that has no sin. There is no sin because the devil is defeated. All the works of the devil were defeated by Jesus Christ. They were destroyed. Whatever Jesus destroys, he destroys. He said it is finished. He didn't do a half job. He didn't do a shoddy job. Jesus finished the works of the devil. He destroyed them. Jesus fulfilled the law of sin and death. Jesus died a sin. Jesus died the death of mankind. Now whatever remains right now is eternal life by faith in him. Whoever believes in the name of Jesus, whoever believes in the finished works receives eternal life. Sin is no longer a factor. Sin was never there. It was, it was in the spiritual horse of wickedness. Now we are back in that position. It is no longer there because the spiritual horse of wickedness have been defeated. They are under our feet. In Ephesians 1, let me read it for you so you can know where these spiritual hosts of wickedness are. In Ephesians 1, chapter 21, it says we are far above all principality and power and might and dominion. Remember, these are the same people that Paul tells us in Ephesians 6 that they are hosting wickedness. So they are defeated. They are powerless. Man, you know, by the death of Jesus, sin was defeated. 
by the burial of Jesus, men were, 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 were you know, the sin of the world was defeated on, on their behalf by Jesus. The resurrection of Jesus meant that death has no power. It is finished. All that remains is for man to partake of eternal life. You remember when God created Adam after the fall, you know, after the deception, what happened? God, you know, chased Adam out. And the, and the Bible says they were put their angels, you know, cherubims and a sword to protect them from entering there. Paradventure they would protect from the tree of life because the corruption that man had become, he could not eat life and live forever. That wasn't God's will. So man was put away. Why? Until this mess is cleared, until this, this correction is made, until this sin is taken away so that man can now come back and eat of life. Did it happen? Yes. On the body of Jesus, the sin of the entire world was nailed. On the body of Jesus, the law of sin and death which empowered sin was defeated. On the body of Jesus, the grave, death were defeated. So right now, we are speaking to men who died in the body of Jesus. So when we preach the gospel, we are speaking life. When they believe, they are raised from death to life. They come from darkness to light. They come from being lost to being found. This is what the gospel does. This is why the gospel is good news. You have no power or authority. You don't even have a law to call men sinners. It takes laws to call men sinners. It takes a transgression of a law for there to be sin. There is no law of God to be transgressed. There is only the life of God to be partaken of by men by faith. It is an insult to the finished works to see sin or to, to impute sin on men or to call men sinners. A huge insult. Because the reason why Jesus died was to, to clean man from this sin was to remove this sin from the world because it was never there in the beginning. It wasn't meant to be there. Sin was meant to be in the heavenly realms, being hosted by a spiritual host of wickedness. Haven't you read it in Ephesians 6? It only, you know, Satan only transgressed. And that is why we, we, we are told of Satan. That's how Satan came into existence. Why? Because he's, the, he's, the, he's one of the principalities or spiritual hosts of wickedness who had the nerves to come and lie to man. There were so many of them. You know, there are so many. Do you know how many evil spirits are there? But you only know Satan. Why? Because it is Satan who lied to man. It is Satan who took the dominion of man. It is Satan who brought sin to man. And Satan had to lie to man. Why? Because dominion over all that pertains to the earth was given to Adam. So he knew taking this dominion means corrupting the earth. Because whoever had the dominion had the power over the earth. That's why as a new creation, as a son of God, you have back that authority. You have back that dominion. Nothing should overpower you. Nothing should overcome you. You have authority over the earth. The very dominion that was given to Adam in the beginning, that animal, animals answered to him, that all the entire creation answered to him, is the very dominion that the son of God has today. When you believe in Jesus, you have your dominion, you have the authority, you have the power. That's why you are Christ. When God created man, his plan was man be complete in Christ. Man without Christ is dead because Christ is life. Man without Christ is lost because Christ is, is, is God. Christ is the, is the riches of God. Man outside of Christ is dead. Man in Christ is alive. The man in Christ is the perfect will of God. 
The man in Christ is the man in whom the fullness of the Godhead dwells. That's why we preach this gospel. Because the heart of God, the will of God is that man will be full of his glory which is Christ. So the serpent knew this plan. Or maybe, you know, it is out of malice that he corrupted man. His idea was that man would now be, never be able to receive eternal life. But praise be to God who gave Jesus to clean this mess. Now men can receive eternal life. When you preach and tell people there is sin, you are actually thinking with the, with, with the mind of the serpent. You are thinking like the serpent. It's an insult to the finished works. Jesus cleansed sin. Now men can receive eternal life by faith. Whoever does not live, does not receive life, they remain dead, they condemn themselves. So whatever is in store right now is life. I have set before you life and death. Choose life that you and your children may live. Choose life. You receive life when you hear the gospel. Beloved, if you are listening to this teaching for the first time, and you've heard that this gospel has convicted you. If you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ that he came because of your sin. He died. He was buried. And on that day he resurrected. By this faith you receive the spirit. Salvation is by grace through faith. It is only by believing these finished works that you become a son of God. There is no formula. There is no one, two, three. It is just believe. Do you believe the gospel you preach? Do you believe when we say Jesus bore your sin, nailing it to the cross? Do you believe that Jesus was judged your sin? Do you believe that Jesus died your death? Then believe and resurrect with him. Believe and live, receive eternal life. There is nothing as bad as you dying as a natural man. Let me tell you, when you die a natural man, there is no hope for you. You will remain dead eternally. But when you sleep as a spiritual being, or when you die with the spirit of God in you, there is hope because you know you will resurrect. Just as Jesus died for three days and on the third day he resurrected, whoever sleeps in Christ is alive forevermore. Beloved, believe in the gospel. Know your identity. Renew your mind and walk in your identity. I believe this teaching will end here today. And if you have any questions, kindly feel free to write to us. Again, kindly remember to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Remember to follow me on Josephine Hill Ministries and I'm also on my personal page, Josephine Hill. Share this gospel. Let people know Christ. You are blessed. Good night.